Now, I've, I've called us all together. Why have I called us all together? I don't know, but, you know, I've called us all together because we're going to do an intervention. Are we? We're very worried about you, Kate. Okay. Why are we worried about me? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, in fairness, I'm worried most of the time, but... <laughs> It's only so many. It's the marshmallow thing, isn't it? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Something. Uh, something. <laughs> something. Stressed out. Using I sentences, not you sentences, and. Yeah. Okay. Well. Anyway, come in. Sit down. Make yourself. Make yourself at home. Um, Thanks. A coffee. Do you know that'd be nice? Thank you. Uh, might I'll have uh, one sugar milk, please. What? Oh, is that <gasps> not, is that not how this works? A minute. Here's me thinking you're getting all hospitable, and you totally were not getting all. I'm confused. Hospitable. Yeah. You're the heathen. It's you that's supposed to be hospitable. I know that's why I'm confused. I'm a druid. We're supposed to be spiky. Spiky, irritable, and hard to kill. Well, all being well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we shall see. Anyway, yes, no, uh, I I have this feeling you wanted to do a Frithcast. Shall we do that instead of an intervention? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I have this idea because um, it, was, it was something you said earlier on. You said, should we go and do this Frithcast then? And I said, yes, let's. And then you said, okay, we're going to go and do a Frithcast. And that, that kind of clued me in. Pretty clear indication to what your 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 objective was for today. Where I was going with it. One of your objectives today. Yeah. So here we are. Do you wanna do you wanna get started or? Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. Do you want to do the introductions this time? Ah, I kind of do them all the time, and you you know, you we could just give you a bit of a run out the. Yeah, well, you see, metaphor's the metaphor's thi- run away from me and <laughs> really gone wrong. You just carry on talking and I'll just sneak out of this conversation. Okay. Okay. So what I... I mean, generally speaking, I'm usually happy to let you do the introduction on account of it. It's technically your show. Um, <laughs> but, but however, I think after... What are we on? 89? 89 episodes of this, following on from 87B. Yeah. Um, So this is episode 89, and I think after 89 episodes, I can probably have a stab. Go on, then. At... Can I give you a drum roll? If you would like to do a drum roll. It's a bad drum roll, but it's a drum roll. I mean, it is a bit ironic, given that I can see, like, four drums, five drums just from where I'm sitting. One, two, three, four, five, six. I could see seven. Seven. Okay, fair. Oh, two yeah, cases oh, down there. Did, you know, I didn't even count those. You're gonna have to make it quick with this introduction. It's alright. You're fine. You're fine. Just do the just do the symbol. Symbol. <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. Done. Okay. okay. So, okay, go um, for it. welcome to Frithcast, lovely listeners. This is episode eighty-nine of said uh, what turned out to be quite a series, actually, didn't it? We were we were only arting about for like one. <laughs> for like 20 minutes and it turned into 89 episodes anyway you are not one that you listener you the person i'm pointing at at the moment 
uh, who is Don't the... Don't point that finger at me, it's loaded. <laughs> <laughs> the main the main host of Frithcast and the one who knows what she's talking about. The main sand in your shoe. Is, of course, the lovely Suzanne. Hello. Um, and I, I, I do think she's lovely. That's why I married her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and oh, my plan worked. She is a... She is a woman! And she is wise. You do know her then. No, just a wild stab in the dark, which is incidentally what you'll be getting if you don't start being a bit more helpful. I'm sorry I got started quoting Blackadder and where can you go from there? I thought you were just going to yell, she is five lights. <laughs> she is five lights. <laughs> I don't I never can't remember how many lights there were. Four, there were four lights, like, weren't there? Four lights, he was trying to convince him that there was five yeah. lights. Yeah. Moving on, because we haven't got past the introduction yet. So, you're Suzanne, you're a heathen. You know all sorts of stuff about heathenry and Norse, not architecture, the other thing. Norse architecture? Not architecture. What's it called? Like digging up dinosaurs, but more recent. Oh. With the trowels. Gardening. Gardening, yes. Norse gardening. Norse gardening. No, the, the... Digging up old things. Digging up old things. And brushing them. Brushing them? Yeah, I did brushing things once. Do you remember? I do. I helped you brush by, with brushing things. Yes, you catalogued all my finds. It was fab. I did. Archaeology. Archaeology is the word that we were looking for. Yes, sorry about that. Now, that's you. It is. Um, that's me. I, I am Kate. And I am a, a, a sort of random passing druid who just happens to live here and knows absolutely diddly about anything. So, it's off. <laughs> so uh, this is episode eighty-nine, and today we are going to be talking about Eden. Eden and her apples. Now, this is not to be confused with Eden, which is a Christian thing. It is. Which also features an apple if you're not paying attention. It's not that thing. Because if you are paying attention, you know that it's actually only called fruit. Yes, that's got some parallels here as well, actually. Well, OK, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> so why don't we make space for some music? Oh, yeah. Music. Yeah. A one, a two. We haven't done the music yet. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Music goes here. Music goes yes! here. Once it's all done, diddly 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 dee, diddly diddly dee, diddly 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 dee, 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 boo. Now we're back to you. Tell us all about Eden. God. Lost it. Sorry. 
you want me to tell you what I know about Eden? Go on, go ahead. Right, Eden. Mm-hmm. Eden. Yeah. I D U double N, as I normally see it yeah. written. Is it is it a D or is it a th? A th. You usually see it with a D, but it can be written with a th. So it could be Eden. Yes. Right. Sometimes you'll see it feminized with an A on the end. Iduna. Iduna. Okay. That's very Latin, though, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, Eden, or any of the above variations, is uh, one of the goddesses, and I'm guessing is Vania? Do you know? I don't know. I think she is. She's not Aesir. Well, I only know, I'm only guessing, because her her big deal, at least as I, as I know it in the mythology, and I'm sure you're going to tell, tell me more, her big deal is that she is the possessor of the apples which are described as golden apples in some cases. Yeah. And these are the apples which she provides to the gods. Yeah. Which they eat, which keep them young. Yep. Sort of eternally young. They don't age mm. because they're eating these apples. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't want to rush ahead, but we did a... We covered one of the stories of, 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 of Eden, which is where some episodes back, which is where Loki kidnaps her. Yeah. And the apples are no longer available to the gods who start to age yeah. because they're not mm-hmm. And that <laughs> is the sum total of everything I know about Eden. Okay, well, that episode of Frithcast is episode 63. Okay. It's where we did Eden and her apples, but we did it in 1920s yes. style. With a car chase instead of a falcon chase. I remember messing about with the sound effects. Yeah. Yeah, that it was fun. And that story about Eden and her apples is pretty much the only story in the mythology. Oh, okay. That has her as an active character. Mm. She's mentioned a couple of times. She's listed as Bragi's wife. Okay. And. She's listed at the Loka Senna, the Loki's flighting, where he's going round and insulting everybody. Yes, yeah. He gets to Eden and she defends somebody else that he's insulted, so Loki rounds on her. Okay. And says, ah, oh, well, yes, you slept with the murderer of your brother, but there's no other information about who that might have oh, been. Oh, wow, okay. Anything else about that story, and it could be the tricks to just making stuff up because she doesn't refute it, she doesn't acknowledge it, it just moves on. It sounds like the sort of thing that would get refuted, though. I mean, that's quite a thing to yeah, quite quite a a trick to pull out of the bag. It's quite really. a thing to say to somebody. It's very specific. Yeah, and it's it... not like you didn't return. You know, you returned your library books two days late. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah. It's it's a very specific thing, and it's not. It strikes me as the sort of thing that would demand a response of some sort. Yeah, but is that why he's doing it? Mm. Because that kind of thing would demand a response. Mm, mm. So, the story about her being kidnapped—it's quite a long one. Eden and her missing apples, and it starts with the gods walking. Midgard and catching an ox to cook for their tea which doesn't cook and they figure out that there's a spell on this meat that they can't cook it It won't cook however long they have it over the fire it won't cook because there's a giant eagle sat in the trees 
spelling this meat so it won't cook. So he goes down and says, yep, yeah, I'll cook you meat for you, but... Mm. And ends up... Loki ends up, like, fighting him off after the eagle does cook all the meat and then eats all of the meat and doesn't leave the gods with any. Well, that seems unfair. So Loki attacks him with a stick, which sticks to the eagle and the eagle carries him off. And then they realise that the eagle is Theazi in disguise, who then makes the promise to Loki that he'll let him go if Loki can get Edun and her apples out of Asgard okay. to Theazi, which is where that... that and that sets that it story, all off. That sets that story up. Okay. So that's kind of like the first third of the story, and the second third is the kidnapping of Edun and her going to Thiazi and then Loki being found out that Edun is missing. Mm. Loki being charged with, you've got to go get her back because otherwise we're all going to age. Yep. So he does. Yep. And he gets chased back by Thiazi in, in, in the original in eagle form. Not in a car chase. Not in a car chase. With but bullets, but... I like the car chase. So Thiazi comes rocketing over the walls of Asgard and the gods set him on fire. That's right. And kill yeah. him. That then sets up Skarthi skiing to Asgard for revenge, the gods' party, and sets up the story that we covered, Can the Mountains Love the Sea? Yeah. Which is where she comes down to Asgard demanding revenge for the murder of her father and ends up creating a marriage bargain. It's so it's this huge it, big It's almost as if story. It's like one big epic storyline, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Some of the stories very much run one straight into the other, mm, like mm. those three do. Some of the stories are very much like episodic and standalone little bits. It's kind of like the original series versus Deep Space Nine. Yeah, kind of mm. like that. Kind of like that. So the episode that we did, episode 63, where we talk about Eden and her apples, the apples being taken away from the gods, these being, in some tales, she's described as the keeper of apples. Yep. Traditionally, she's now understood as the keeper of apples and a lot of her imagery or statues have her with a basket of apples. If you look at the original language, the old Norse epil, E-P-I-L, is a word for any fruit or nuts. Okay. So apples aren't in Scandinavia until the late Middle Ages. And when they are, they're very, very small and very sour. Right. They're not like the modern day apples, which can be quite big and quite sweet. They're nothing like those. I like red ones. I know. Sorry. It's <laughs> quite all right. <laughs> but the old Norse word eeple yeah. is a word for any fruit or nuts. Okay. So it reminds me of the description of casting lots that Tacitus gives in Germania. Mm where he says the first stage is that they take a branch from a fruit-bearing tree, but it's the word can also mean nut-bearing tree. Okay. So it's fruit or nut. Again, that fruit or nuts thing. Garden of Eden. The word is fruit, not apple. That's right, yeah. But f somehow it's been interpreted as... It's attached itself to apple. Yeah. All the way through. 
Now, apple, apple trees, you get the blossoms in May, you get the fruit forming through the summer, you get the apple harvest in autumn. So they're, they're a tree that sort of gives you these very big visible signs all the way through the year. Mm. It's kind of, um, I'll not say she's an odd goddess, but we don't <laughs> know a lot about her otherwise. Okay. There's modern mythology, there's little scraps of lore otherwise, mm. little odd mentions of her in the lore. The fact that some will say that she carries a box made from ash wood, which is where she keeps these golden apples, this fruit that keeps the gods young. And even in one translation, she's said to not have apples or orchards, but be the person who understands the gods' immortality. Okay keeps that knowledge mm. for them not that she has any fruit or nut connection okay but now modern day you will find her most connected with apples mm. apple growing orchards so she becomes eden age bane age bane i like that or eden ever young okay and so you can address prayer to her using titles using orchard keeper or epithets yeah so you can use titles mm. now connected with apples apple growing okay but those the connections aren't as strong going back into history but the weight of the connection that modern heathens have made is a different one to where these words yeah. started but then you get the you get into whole whole realms of, of, of how do gods evolve then? Well yes. And I mean you know, the gods if the gods evolve, is she now connected with apples? Because mm. modern heathenry connects her with apples, imagery of apples and apple trees, orchards. I mean, consider uh, the goddess Eosta. Mm. Or Ostera. Yes. Yeah. For whom Joys of Bede. Yeah. For whom there is I believe one reference yeah, in, bead, in bead and that's that's it that's all we've got of her yeah and yet now you look at her you we know who she is we know what kind of goddess she is yeah people know lots and lots of detail about her is she less real for that because She's subsequently been, you know, she's, she's, I mean, whether you say she's subsequently been built up by the people who believe in her, or she's subsequently revealed herself to the people who believe in her. Oh, that's a big theological question. Well, isn't yeah. it? Exactly. So it's, you know, that's a bit are big. we, are we watching, you know, over the course of these, these several hundred years, are we watching Eden revealing herself to... As an orchardess. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do a sidestep to the planet Venus. Okay. <laughs> There's a volcano on Venus. Is there? Yeah. I imagine, called... knowing Venus as I do, I imagine there are several, but... Yeah, well, this particular volcano is called the Eden Mons. Is it? After the Norse goddess Eden. I did not know that. There you go. I knew about Olympus Mons, but that's in the other direction. It's just slightly left at Albuquerque. <laughs> yeah. Now, Eden's got parallels with Hebe. Hebe. Hebe, Grecian goddess of youth. Okay. Who lives in an apple orchard where the apples are apples of immortality. 
That does sound like quite a parallel, yes. It did sound of a parallel. There's a big connection between fertility and life and apples yeah. in Norse myth. That connection is there, it's just the word isn't there. Yeah. If we go back to the burial at Oseberg, there's a bucket of apples Okay. at Oseberg. Wooden bucket that had apples in it that was stored in the burial. Mm. If you look back at Greek myth, there's three instances of golden apples okay. in Greek myth. One of them is uh, there's a foot race between a daughter and a suitor. Yeah. And Melanion. Melanion? Melanion? I don't know. How are you spelling it? It's got lots of letters that have kind of crashed sideways into each other, so I'm not really <laughs> sure it's in Greek, and I'm not brilliant at Greek. Okay. Melanion basically says that he wants to win the heart of a beautiful woman. Yeah. Called Atalanta. And asks... She basically says that the the man to marry me must beat me in a foot race. Okay. I'm going to race, and I'm the fastest, so it ain't happening. Yeah, good honour. So... Melanion asks the gods for help and the gods Aphrodite gives him three golden apples okay. which he carries with him in the race and he drops them and Atalanta slows down to pick them up as he drops them. Right. And it takes all of his speed and dropping all three apples for him to win the race and get her hand in marriage. So that would be... You see, I was going to say, so that would be cheating then. Technically, but the gods don't call it cheating, do they? They call it like... Manipulating. Um, Exploiting. Enterprise. <laughs> Enterprising. Um, but on the other hand, I'm I can't... smart young man asking for Aphrodite's assistance. What can I say? <laughs> on the other hand, you see, I'm, I'm, I immediately reach for that's cheating. But, but to be honest, nobody forced her to pick them up. Nope. So, but she does, you know, she slows down to pick them up. But yeah. he, it's, he throws them down and drops them, yeah, one after the other. So, that's the first instance of golden apples in Greek myth. All's fair in love and foot races, foot races. yeah, yeah. So, the second instance is the goddesses are all having a bit of a party, but they don't invite Iris, goddess of strife. Oh, that the original snub. That sounds like a bad idea. So she throws a golden apple in that just says a gift to the fairest on it. I remember this story. Yeah. And the goddesses immediately start squabbling over who it belongs Who's to. Who's the fairest? Who yeah. The fairest yeah. And so they say, Zeus, you must decide. And Zeus goes, ain't happening. I am not doing that. I'm not, I'm I'm not touching that one. I'm, I'm not, not touching that back. one with a 10 foot pole. Ain't happening. <laughs> Paris, my young lad of Troy, <laughs> come here. Hey, Patsy. <laughs> yeah, just step forward. Oh, yeah, too slow to step backwards. Mine now. <laughs> Paris of Troy, you must decide which of my three goddesses is the fairest and give them this apple because there's totally no way that's going to go wrong for you. Of course it isn't. Yeah, so he has to choose between Hera, uh, Athena uh, and Aphrodite. Oh, uh. <laughs> Spoiler alert, does not end well. 
each of the three goddesses promises him something to say, if you name me the fairest, I will. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. And Aphrodite... And threaten, no doubt threatens him with something plenty, well, plenty else. just gives him the side eye. She doesn't need to do anything else. So he has to choose between the three and Aphrodite promises him the hand of the fairest woman on earth. And he goes, sold. Okay. Gives her the apple. Then she reveals that the fairest woman on earth is Helen of Troy, who is married to Melanaeus. And that's what sets all that off. That's what sets off 10 years of siege warfare of his city. Oh, good crikey me. Is a golden apple. I had no idea. <laughs> I knew about the story of Eris's uh, um, Discord. Mischief. Mischief, yeah. Well, Discordia is yeah. is the Roman equivalent of Eris, yeah. Yeah. And Eris is a planet. Yes. Um, and I'm going to throw this in because every, every any opportunity I have to point out that Pluto is a planet... <laughs> Yes, it is. It's feeling very lonely. I don't out care there what the they say about trying to downgrade it. It is a planet, um, as is as are all the others, like Ooh. Makimaki and and Eris and so forth. Like and Eris solar system of about twenty six. That's it? fine. That's fine. That was all. That was all they did it for because they didn't want a solar system with like because they didn't know how many they were going to end up discovering. <laughs> it was like every two minutes, there's like oh crikey, there's another one. There's Sedna and there's yeah. You know, and they got a bit spooked. And they went, well, we can't have a solar system with like 20 or 30 planets in it. And it's like, why can't you? So they came up with these three rules that are how you define planets. And all of these bodies match two of the rules. And the third rule, Jupiter and Earth don't match. Yeah, slight snag. Yeah, so they're all planets. And anyway, moving on. Um, Yeah, Eris has a moon. It's a tiny, tiny little world, but it's got a moon called Dysnomia. Dysnomia? Dysnomia. Oh. I just think it's kind of cool. Okay. Carry on. So, Greek. Let's go back to Greek myth. Hera also has a sacred golden apple tree. Right. Golden apples also feature in... There's a couple of times they're mentioned in Irish myth. Okay. Especially with the silver bough or silver branch with golden apples on it. Although some of them have them not as golden apples, but they're like round musical instruments instead of apples. What? Wait, wait, what? Wait. I don't know. Round musical instruments. I don't know. Maraca, not maracas. What are they called? Castanets. Shakers? (laughs) I don't know. Little wee, like egg shakers? I have no idea. So... Eden kind of is, she's got this apple imagery now. She didn't used to have it. Okay. But she has got this connection with feeling young or in your prime or keeping, maybe even... I wish I had a connection to that. Modern heathens, thank you. Sorry. Maybe for modern heathens it's not keeping young, maybe it's keeping your brain active and keeping going. Mm-hmm. And there was a little bit of a poem that I came across, not to Eden, but kind of fits with some of the imagery she's got. Okay. And it's Butler Yeats' poem called The Song of the Wandering Angus. All right. I will find out 
where she has gone and kiss her lips and take her hand and walk among long dappled grass and pluck till time and times are done the silver apples of the moon, the golden apples of the sun. Oh, I like that. I know, right? That's nice. So, yeah, kind of resonated a little bit with me with Eden. Yeah. And... I'd, I'd read the Goblin Market for the fruit in that, but oh. this is a this is a family show. Yeah, <laughs> not such a good idea. No, no. Sometimes you'll see it described as golden apple, and that phrase "golden apple" can literally mean an apple that is gold-coloured. Okay. Or some languages have that as an orange. Oh. A golden apple. Yeah. So if you look at Greek and Latin, it's literally a golden apple. Okay. Is the word for orange. And if you look at the words in German, Finnish, Hebrew and Russian, they've got entomologies that can also be traced back to golden apple. Okay. I seem to remember somewhere in my little cobwebby fogged brain that there was a theory that Eden's apples weren't apples but oranges. Okay. Being a rare fruit that they might not have seen that often and therefore something sacred and for the gods. Yeah, yeah. But oranges are also unknown in Europe before the Middle Ages. So Ow. that might not be a connection either. Uh. I don't know. For me, Eden, her orchard represents a place of peace to me. Okay. And a place of healing and a place that you can reconnect with an inner child. You can go climb a tree. <gasps> yeah, or that'd be fab sit under the branches and read a book in this sanctuary mm. that has like the long dappled grass under the under the trees and space to walk big fat bees doing their bee thing we like that yeah that's nice that imagery smell, that i don't know lovely listeners if you've ever been in an apple orchard or around apple trees but there's a smell Mm. to them a very distinctive smell if you get chance to go and pick your own or go and walk in an orchard go and walk by apple trees do it yeah and i don't know if you want to praise eden if you want to ask her to help you reconnect with your childhood maybe spend some time playing childhood games yeah. Go on a bike ride, go swimming, eat jam sandwiches, play hopscotch. Nice. Yeah. Reconnect with the childhood you would want for yourself now. Mm. Not necessarily the childhood you had. But reconnect with the child you would once you would want for yourself now. Yeah. Nice idea. Yeah. yeah. I like and that. maybe She's. She seems to me to be more connected with that springtime of tree flowers going into fruits. Mm. But she's kind of here all the way through the year almost. Yeah. You've got apple pies in autumn, cinnamon cider, warm ciders in autumn. Oh, yes. Mm. Cinnamon and cider. Cinnamon and cider. Oh, yes, indeed. You've got like apple tarts apple pies 
through the late summer and into the autumn is when they're all in season. Mm. But now we're generally in a world where we can get apples all year round. Yeah, true. They're not a seasonal fruit anymore. They're one that is quite common. Mm. Maybe one of the things you can do to reconnect to Eden is, you know, make it a mission to try as many apple varieties as you can. Yeah. And or, I like red ones. I know you like red <laughs> ones. <laughs> You'll have your favourite apple varieties, but what happens, you know, can you find other ones? Yeah. Can you draw them? Can you, if art is not your thing, and it might not be, might, might be, might not be, how about, like, making an apple crumble, especially if you've got kids in your family making it with them? Yeah. And setting aside a portion for Eden at your table hmm. with something with apples in. Or offering her cider or apple wine or something in recognition of that cycle of her keeping the immortality of the gods and understanding it. Yeah. What she is to us now is maybe not quite the same as she was, but I don't think that makes her any less valid. And I can't tell you how to heal them. No, of course not. And as I say, I'm. I always find it interesting to think about that question of of whether, as we, as we evolve our understanding of deities, of whatever pantheon or which way round is that going? It's like we were saying earlier on with Eostra. Um, yes. Is that, you know, us imposing our perception on? her or is that her telling us more about herself yes and I think if you do want to work with Eden there are certainly like little apple charms you can get for a bracelet or little cut apples that jewellery that will show her I don't know whether you'd call it allegiance connection affinity resonance affinity with Mm. But yeah, she's very much, for me, She's she has got that connection with apples. Mm. But she's also got that connection with vitality, with youth, with life, um, with facili- fertility to a certain extent. Mm. But with that energy of continuing momentum. Yeah that limitless energy that you have when you're a kid and you can run around and the entire afternoon lasts forever. I remember. And I remember those. Like, <laughs> scramble up bankings and run through rivers and make dens and do all those beautiful things that when you're a child that you don't get a chance to do as an adult. Mm. Maybe spend some time going back and doing those things again. Yeah. And reconnecting with your own vitality and reconnecting with your own youth. As much as you can without, you know, people looking askance at you and... Yeah, you know, you know sensible ways. Calling the police <laughs> and saying you'd be yeah. this person. Do not be trying to get into any preschool clubs, as I'm <laughs> saying. It's not a good idea. There's this person building a den at the bottom of the... You know. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, try to, to try to reconnect to that sort of sense of... The sort of, I mean, well, I mean, I, I know it's something a lot of, you know, a lot of people sort of comment on, but the fact that grown-ups aren't allowed to play. Yes. You know, we can, when we when we see somebody, we can play in formalised sports and so forth, but you have to take it very seriously. 
and people who who just want to play yeah tend to be sort of looked at a bit odd and well, why are you behaving like that you're an adult and it's like yes but why why not why shouldn't we why should we lose that link every now to... and again just go and play hopscotch for a bit yeah <laughs> why not so yeah that's who eden is to me mm. eden age bane represents that continuously staying active and that connecting to ourselves yeah in a way that connecting that reaffirming of our own vitality so we're not just doing what is expected of us every day yeah we're having some time to be just be mm. rather than having a rule that says we must do this and we must do that yeah so yeah kind of where I am at the moment with Eden okay but there you go it's kind of we'll throw the links into the description as we usually do if you want to go have a nose around stuff for yourself go and do it mm-hmm. if you would like to find us online you can it's awesome yeah you can find me my name's Suzanne Martin I'm on Facebook and I'm also on Twitter at Geetha in Jeans and if you want to find me, the best way of doing that now is through Suzanne. So if you uh, want any any uh, want to contact me, you can message me through through Suzanne. Yeah, you can also find the page for this podcast. I'm going to get my teeth in. Look at that! I was able to do it. Did not follow over my page, words. Once. Page for the podcast. Page for this podcast at Frithcast Pod on Facebook. Frithcast Pod. And you can also find us, we have a Discord channel on there as well, so you can come and chat with other lovely listeners around the virtual campfire. Until then, lovely listeners, until episode 90 is our next one, Nine zero multiple of nine, it's story time! Oh, yes, of course. It's going to be story time. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. So, lovely listeners, until then, we'll talk to you all at story time, and we'll see you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.